When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Astros Baseball, a podcast by a fan for the fans of the Houston Astros. Here's your host, Rob Fontenot. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Astros Baseball. For some reason, I had the wild idea to do a podcast after each and every game of this weekend series with the Texas Rangers. And tonight, I have a very special guest, my good buddy, the Astros train guy, Bobby Dynamite. What's up, buddy? How you doing? Uh, I'm feeling pretty good now that I got the promotion to a uh, good buddy and special guest. That didn't come, by, come out in the paperwork, so... Well, I don't know if I'm your good buddy, but you're my good buddy. Okay, I'll take that. Yeah, we could be good buddies. All right. <laughs> All right, so I wanted to ask you a question before we start talking uh, about the game. I, I, I was noticing, like, you would comment after each time the Astros would score, kind of like you're at the, you know, at Minute Maid sitting in the train. Is that mm-hmm. how you feel? Like, you just have that normal you know, like reaction that you want to, you want to react to every Astro score. Yeah. It's hard to turn off, man. You know, uh, been doing the train thing since uh, 2001. And then, so just, just turning that part off of me uh, is, is kind of tough, you know, and it, it's kind of funny. I, uh, I was thinking about this the other day. It's like, what would ever happen if I went to an Astros game and not, and not be on the train. Like, I don't know how to go there and not be on the train. Does that make any sense? And so I don't know how to watch an Astros game and not be Bobby Dynamite. It makes perfect sense. I'll, t- I'll tell you why that makes sense to me. I got the, the media pass, right? The media credentials. I can mm-hmm. apply for whatever game I want to. And I told you I'm going to go on September the 11th Mm-hmm. But I don't want to apply for the media pass because I want to wear Astro stuff. I want to cheer for the team. I want to sit with my girl. I, I just didn't want to do it. I mean, am I a media guy or am I a fan? I want to go as a fan. You know what I mean? So and, and there, that makes there sense? Is that, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And there, and there is that difference. Um, like, you know, I, I have such such a profound respect for the the men and women who cover the Astros on a, on a regular and professional basis and are able to keep that air of professionality when they're in the press box, when, especially you know when something big happens or something good happens and you know we we clinch a playoff spot we clinch a uh, uh, you know we advance in the playoffs or you know we win or something big happens in a ball game like you know the, so many of them are so emotionally invested and this is the, doesn't just go with the Astros this goes for for any professional team, you know, yeah. the, a lot of them are so emotionally invested in 
in what's what's happening on the field or out on the court. And, you know, it's like, how do they not cheer for them? And, you know, this is going to earn me a lot of brownie points with Astros, but look at a guy like, like Joe Buck, you know, who is, you know, born and raised into the Cardinals organization. And, you know, he has to keep that professional demeanor. And when, you know, he's doing a national game that involves the Cardinals, you know, he's still got to call it, call it like, you know, he's just a, a national guy doing a national game. You know, I don't even know if the rules are no, you know, because, you know, the dress code is no Astro stuff. You're not allowed to cheer when you're in the press box. But mm-hmm. I don't know what the rules are if you have no desire to go in the press box. Like, I have no idea if I can go in as a normal person. And normal person means, you know, decked out with a jersey and stuff. You know, it just yeah. felt weird. What Being at a game in street clothes. Wearing jeans, because I don't wear jeans to, to a game. It's too hot. I know you have to wear overalls, but I can't. Oh, yeah. That. Well, those are sizzling up there uh, you know, in the, <laughs> with that glass. I, I tell people, you know, it's like, okay, a game in August, a day game, especially, if you smell carnitas in the ballpark, it's not the taco stand. It's probably me. Mm. So how, yeah. is it, how is it up there during night games? I didn't really mean for this to be an interview. I'm, I'm talking about <laughs> night, night, night games, uh, roof open. How awesome is it up there? It's got to have a great oh, breeze, right? Yeah, if there's a breeze, it, it's 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 awesome. If there's not a breeze, well, uh, you know, it it it, it kind of sucks because there's no air moving up there, mm. and so it gets the, the air gets really heavy really fast. What about bugs? Oh man. <laughs> uh, I kind of got to rely like on the birds and bats and stuff that you know flying around downtown to like take care of those for me. But like mosquitoes aren't too bad. I think the uh, our our fa- facility management team at the ballpark they take care of the uh, pest control regarding like mosquitoes and things like that. I don't recall ever getting bit up there, but yeah, every little now and then it's like I got to test my karate skills when some like flying roach comes you know barreling into the train. All right, so in this series, I mentioned it be, be, you know, before the series and then after yesterday's game that nobody has won a game on the road. You know, the home team has won all the games, but the Astros won game one, and they also won today, which is mm-hmm. so they've wrapped up the series. They've stopped, you know, the team uh, winning all the home games. But also, you know this as well as a fan, that the Astros have trouble against bad teams, so it was hard having confidence coming in to Arlington. Did you feel that way? Uh, yes and no. I mean, when when you when you just look at the schedule, it, they're just you know the other team in the other dugout, and it's you, you kind of have to look at it that way and not worry about you know past uh, past history with the team. I mean, you know, we could have won every game 20 to nothing uh, against the Rangers this year. And would have I been, would I have been surprised if we lost one to nothing? No. I mean, it's, it's just the way uh, it is. I, I, I hate using, you know, old cliches, but you know, that that's baseball. Yeah. So Framber Valdez got the start tonight. Great outing, seven innings, only three hits and two runs. He gave up one long ball. He only threw 85 pitches, but 61 strikeouts. Uh, I mean, not 61 strikeouts. 61 That's a hell strikes. of a start. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> 
the game the game was like 50 innings. He got 61 strikeouts. But he yeah. threw 61 strikeouts. He had seven strikeouts and only one walk. He picked up the win. He's nine and four. He, I mean, whenever the spider tack rule came out, you know, someone had mentioned, like, we're going to find out if Framber was using it or whatever. And he kind of struggled a little bit right after that. But it, it, he, it seems like he's the Framber of old. He looked really good. He's fun to watch, isn't he? Uh, it's like, I, I'm excited to see what this next, what the next evolution of Framber is going to be. Because, uh, you know, you, you, you see it with, our, with all of our guys, you know, in the lineup or, you know, uh, on, on the mound, just watching, watching guys develop. And we get really, really spoiled here in our organization, you know, because guys tend to stay here for a little while. So you get to see them, you know, evolve into greatness here. And so, you know, I don't think Fromber has even touched, uh, you know, how far he's going to go yet. Yeah, he's really good. So the Astros scored three runs in the second inning. They kind of, you know, like made you feel good about the game right away. Uh, Jordan had a home run, his 27th home run of the year. I know Altuve's been leading the the team in home runs, but he hadn't. I didn't realize this, but he hasn't had a home run in August. And Jordan's catching up with him. And then Machete had a two-run single brought in Bregman. And Kyle Tucker, we were up three to zero right away. And then top of the third, Correa had a solo home run. His 20th home run of the year, we're up four to zero. I'm feeling good. You're feeling good. And that that's when you're you're tooting the horns at home, right? Oh, yeah, man. I'm just huh, this, this offense is just so much fun to watch. I get to I, get, I definitely get spoiled when I'm when I'm up on the train. You know, you got to. Uh, I like being busy up there, so they keep me pretty busy. So we go to the top of the – no, the bottom of the fourth. Texas finally scores. They make it 4-1. to one. Altuve had an RBI single in the sixth. Brought in Kyle Tucker, 5-1. to one. And then – what's his name? I, I can't think. Andreas Garcia, Aroldis Garcia. Aroldis, something like that. Uh, 28th home run of the year. His batting average isn't that good, but he seems to always do well against us. Uh, five to two, we win. Uh, Graveman kind of had a scary day. He had a hit and a walk, but he ended up getting out of uh, trouble. Presley picks up save number twenty-one. How confident are you in our bullpen if the pitcher goes seven with those two guys at the end? Oh man, well, gosh, with with what what we've done this year and uh, with what we had and what we added on. You know, I think our games are like six and seven innings now. How awesome is that? It's over. It's really awesome. Yeah. And, yeah you know, I mean, it's. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I'm. I'm just saying is, I, I don't remember what the what the record was, but they had showed some kind of stat. You know, the Astros' record when the starter goes seven innings, and it was amazing. Like, it, it's amazing what it does if you have good starting pitching. And that's kind of why there was rumors that they were going to pick up a starter. But I felt like all they needed was bullpen help. And, and that's all they went with. And I'm very confident in our pitching staff. I'm just very confident in this team. It's, you know, yeah, there's hiccups along the way. But, God, don't forget, we're pretty freaking good, y'all. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So what, uh, what, was, what was your reaction 
when they traded Miles Straw? Uh, I, you know, it, it, it's tough for me because I, you know, uh, I'm a fan of not just the 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 franchise and the uniform, but the guys who are in the uniform. And you know, it, it was fun again watching Miles evolve, but you know, it this is still a business, and you know whatever you know the 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 organization felt like they could improve the team and so they go for it and i mean that that's really all i can and and, and we'll say about it you know there's yeah. there's a reason why i'm on the train and not in the front office so oh exactly. you know, I, I just leave it at that yeah james click had said something about you know they wanted to get uh chas mccormick you know some more at bats and then uh, Myers was uh, kind of forcing their hand. And I am very, very impressed by this new kid, uh, Jake Myers. He's hitting 323 already. I mean, I think he's played like 14 or 15 games, and he has the same amount of RBIs. He's putting up, you know, besides the home runs, he's putting up Jordan-type RBIs. And this is – I don't think he was expected to step up and start but you lose Miles Straw, and now you lose McCormick, and he's doing great. There's no, I, I, there, there's no holes in our lineup, and I think it goes to show you the uh, the depth that we have in in the organization, and you know, and that's just another reason why I don't panic. It's because there's it, it's next man up. You know, you, you mentioned panicking. When the Astros, like, lose seven or eight games in a row, I don't panic because mm-hmm. we're going we're gonna to stay in the division race. We're good. I mean, losing streaks happen. I mean, you mm-hmm. don't, you know, you, you have such a positive reaction over, like, an 11-game winning streak. Not you, but people. And then mm-hmm. the, 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 the reaction to like a losing streak is just like, you know, James Click is no good. Dusty Baker is horrible. It's just crazy how people just, they lose it. They just right. lose it whenever we, we, we're not winning all the time. It's just crazy. You know, and, and I, until I was really immersed uh, in the, the organization, you know, I started with the Astros in 2000 and it took me you know being being around the team every single day to really get an appreciation for how hard it is to win just one game you know this is nothing nothing about this is easy so it it, it definitely made me appreciate uh you know winning streaks a lot more and it also made me just kind of brushed off a losing streak, whether it was, you know, two in a row or, you know, uh, I don't even know how many, what, what our franchise record is, but uh, for losses, for consecutive losses. But no, it's just, I, I brush them off. And, yeah. you know, after, when, when we're home, after every game uh, that, you know, if we lose, I, I tweet, we'll get them tomorrow. And that's kind of the beauty of baseball because until you know, there's nothing left on the schedule. There's always tomorrow. So I don't panic. It's, it, you know, losing's part of the game. 
I don't like it. And there's times that I come home and I'm, you know, it'll, I can't fall asleep because, you know, I'm thinking <laughs> of all, you know, uh, missed opportunities or bad calls or, you know, just, you know, whatever happened the, throughout the, the ball game. Uh, it, it all kind of comes rushing back as I'm trying, trying to fall asleep. But no, yeah. man, there's, there's no panic over here over, over one loss or two, three, four, eight, whatever. Yeah, I, I haven't panicked yet. The, the only thing that happened to me is that second series with Kansas City. You know, mm-hmm. I think it was game three. I, to, I told my girlfriend, I'm like, let's just watch a movie. I, I don't want to watch these guys play down to the Royals. So let's just take a day off and just watch a movie. <laughs> you know, I got home and my fiance has asked me about, about the game. I was like, you know what ticked me off was I knew we were going to win. I was just pissed off. It took us so long. I just, yeah, I, it was just one of those weird feelings I had in my bones that, you know, no matter what, we were going to win. And it was like, oh, come on. We got to extend this one out a little bit. But, you know, it happens. You know, okay, here's, here's one thing I want to I point out, too. And the Kansas City series is a, is a great example of it. You know, I, I mentioned, you know, how difficult it is to, to win a ball game. Don't forget, that's a... I don't care what anybody says. I don't care what their record is. I don't care, you know, what history is. That's another major league team sitting across in the other dugout, too. That's another major league team in the field. That's another major league team that's that's standing in the batter's box. You know, if, if you've got to respect what's in the league. And yeah. that's so it kind of goes back to what I was saying earlier. You know, that's, they're just the other team in the other dugout. You have to uh, respect that. And if you see them as, you know, anything else, you know, that's, that's when you're setting yourself up for, you know, yeah, disappointment and elation, you know, when you win. So you've got to be able, you got to be able to separate the two. Yeah. Last night was kind of a, a tale of two emotions, if that's a nice way to put it. I mean, we, we were playing against a guy making his major league debut and the guy like just destroyed us. Five scoreless innings. I think we, this is just off memory. I think we had like two hits and you're thinking, here we go again. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, we, we, we turn it on at the end and won. So last night was beautiful, but it seemed like tonight was more relaxing. It was okay. just like, all right, we got this, you know, we already got what's yeah. up three to zero. It's now we're up four to one with that gray home run. I'm pretty relaxed. It was a nice game, man. Did you know, uh, what, we were up, what was it, four, you said 4 nothing at one point, right? Yeah, we're up 4-0 to zero after the third inning, and then in the bottom of the fourth, they finally scored. But, it, I mean, it was relaxing. Yeah. So, so the Astros are 77 and 52. I think this is the, I, I don't even want to do the math, but I think it's the highest games over 500 so far on the season. Right, 20, uh, uh, 25 over? Okay. Yeah, that, that that looks good. Seventy-seven. Yeah, I was told no math, but yeah, uh, uh, twenty-five is our high-water point this year. So that's uh, you know, despite okay, that goes to what we were just talking about. Despite the losing streak, despite our struggles against Minnesota and Kansas City, we are still at the high-water mark point of the, of the entire season. Yeah, we're at a we're at a higher watermark. 
than when we won the like nine or 11 games in a row earlier. And we're six and a half games out of Oakland, eight and a half games of Seattle. And tomorrow, going for the sweep in Mimic Maid Park. 135 tomorrow, Zach Grinky versus Hearn. You know, one thing, one hill that I'll die on is uh, talking about uh, streaks and, or, or sweeps in time of game. So I'll talk about a no-hitter all day long. Uh, but, I, you know, you uh, start talking about, like, hey, this game's going to go fast. Or, hey, we're going for a sweep. We'll fight. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's funny because, like, you know, on Twitter, people, you know, we have a no-hitter going or something. And people will, you know, start getting all mad at Brian McTaggart or Robert Ford about tweeting about or, or mentioning a no-hitter. And I'm like, whatever. If I had that power, you know, I'd be pretty yeah. awesome. But no, no. If we talk about a sweep or we talk about, uh, you know, uh, the the length of time for a game, that that's that's what pisses me off, and I'll I'll get mad. That's funny. Where I work, we do this thing called a yosh. You know, there's like six minutes where we stretch, and and the the boss reads the lowdown to us. And at the end, we like yosh to something, you know, like quality or safety or whatever. And everybody is scared to yosh Friday on a Friday. You know, you're kind of saying like, I'm so glad it's Friday because you're scared something's going to break and you're going to be there for 10 hours instead of eight. So Mm -hmm. it's funny that it's not just baseball. It's everywhere. People are superstitious about you know, saying saying different things. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> baseball, is, the the superstitions in this game are 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 so funny, and, and and I love them, and I love the personality that they bring to the game, and I love the personality that uh, are behind them with the whether it's the fans or or the players. So, yeah, they're they're kind of fun, but that's those are probably the only. Let's see, I'm trying to think of superstitions that I have. Um. Let's see. I used to not wash my shirt after a uh, after a win, so uh, at mm. home. But then those shirts kind of got a little crusty. <laughs> so yeah, so then I, I thought you were gonna say. Shirts. I thought you were gonna say underwear. Oh, those are always crusty. Oh. There you go, y'all. There's some Bobby Dynamite trivia for you. Well, Bobby, I appreciate you coming on. It was a lot of fun. I'll see you on September 11th. But yeah, before man, we go, are. before we go, give us like a, a minute or two update on the wrestling world. What's going on? Oh man, I have I have not been able to keep up with uh, everything going on. I know CM Punk uh, debuted to the uh, uh, debuted at AEW and the pop that he got was almost as loud as the one I get at Minute Maid Park so that was pretty cool nice to see that he's coming up in the world mm-hmm. um, let's see SummerSlam was was kind of fun uh, I hated that you know we got the advertised match of uh, Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks and uh, you know it, it couldn't happen but uh, I was glad to see Becky Lynch come back. I hated to see Bianca Belair get Kofi Kingston by <laughs> Becky Lynch. Mm. 
for the women's championship. I thought that that sucked, but you know, we'll see where that goes. And then NXT the next night was awesome, man. I loved it. Walter versus uh, uh, Dragonov. That that might be our match of the year right there. Do you have to record this stuff while you're at the game? No, uh, we'll Did just you- uh, no, we'll just uh, start it from the beginning when I walk in, uh, and. We'll just uh, watch it from there. So, like, I still haven't seen the the last two matches of SummerSlam, which I think is Drew McIntyre and uh, I don't remember. Let's see. No, no, no. I'm sorry. Bobby Lashley and and Goldberg. Which you know, I'm tired of Goldberg. Goldberg I, is here again. Goldberg. Goldberg. Oldberg. What about Gil? What about what about Gilberg? Is he back? I wish, dude. Barry Gill, right? Was that, was that his name? Barry Gill. Gilberg was the best. He was. I always love the little sparklers that uh, the the ring crew would hold out <laughs> as he would walk out. That was always my favorite part. <laughs> you know, Gilberg's okay. on, Gilberg is on cameo. We oh, should all really? pitch in and get you a happy birthday from <laughs> Gilberg on cameo. Okay, so there's a dude that works with us uh, here at the Astros. And he is, he, he, to me, he looks, let's see. Uh, okay, no, he's older. So Gilbert looks just like this dude. <laughs> uh, and his name is his Joe. We call him Joe B. This Joe B, it might be one of the funniest people uh, that, that works with the Astros. He, this dude just will nail a pun from like 60 yards out. You have no idea it's coming. You, you know, we're just sitting here in conversation, and then he'll just drop a pun or a dad joke on you, and it's like awesome. Uh, he's a camera guy, and he is uh, one of our technical directors too, and he's just a really, really awesome dude. So, yeah, uh, Gilbert looks just like him, but I don't think uh, Joe B knows who Gilbert is. So I, I don't know if they're like maybe estranged brothers or something, or separated at birth even. I thought about one more thing before I let you okay. go. When I had Bob Ford on, he talked about somehow you tricked him. <laughs> <laughs> the story about the pencils. Oh <laughs> my god. Ticonderoga, yeah. <laughs> he said what? you you made him feel bad. What? It, he said he said oh, yes. Yeah. You, you said it he that Ticonderoga was like a derogatory name for Native Americans, and he felt bad. And then he goes, "I looked it up, and I was like, that Bobby." <laughs> okay, so uh, I'll, I'll tell you the Ticonderoga story. Do we have time for the Ticonderoga story? Yes. <laughs> okay, so you talk to Bob Ford. A- anyone who's heard Bob Ford speak knows that every single word sounds awesome when Bob Ford speaks it. So, whatever. It it sounds awful. Bob was sitting, we were sitting in the control room one day before a ball game, and, you know, Bob was just mumbling about something, and he took out, like, a pencil. Oh, Ticonderoga pencil. Ticonderoga. 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 I don't know if he was warming up for the game or what, but he kept saying Ticonderoga, and... It was like getting drilled in my head. I was like, oh, my God, make this stop. So I was like, so finally, I was like, hey, Bob, you know, Ticonderoga is a very 
and I just made the story up as I went. I'm yeah. like, Bob, Ticonderoga is a very, uh, it's, it's a bad word for some Native American tribes. And he's like, what are you talking about? But yeah, Ticonderoga. So um, after, the, I guess it was, you know, the, the Civil War or somewhere in that time when they were relocating Native American tribes, uh, the, there was this one tribe, the, the Wanalemi tribe. And I'll let, you, I'll let that one sink in for a second. The Wanalemi tribe. Wanalemi? The Wanalemi tribe, yes. So the Wanalemi tribe... Bob, Bob didn't flinch, so I was like, well, crap, I kind of got to go with this now. Um, <laughs> the, so the Wanalani tribe, they were relocated to Fort Ticonderoga, which I believe is in New York. Now, true story. That is a, a real place, Fort Ticonderoga. And uh, anyway, while they were relocated to Fort Ticonderoga, the, they had a syphilis outbreak there. And it, it decimated the entire tribe. There were no survivors. Um, the only reason I know this is because my uncle is part Ticonderogan and or Wanalani. And so, yeah. Um, so now the word Ticonderoga just became a bad word in the Wanalani tribe. And, you know, it's, it, it, it brings up bad memories and a bad part of their history. <laughs> and so... I told that story and the control room just went quiet. And I was like, yeah, yeah. You know, that was, it was a, that's just, you know, one of those things that they don't teach you in the history books, the, the plight of the Wanalani tribe. And I kept saying Wanalani and nobody clicked. I don't get it either. Wanalani. Hey, Wanalani. Wanalani. Are you Lay saying one? Get laid. Are you saying Wanalani? Yes. Oh, that's like cream of some young guy. There you go. <laughs> okay, I get Look it. you catching up. So, yeah, so, like, nobody, nobody, like, smartened up to, and I said it so many times, I, and I tried to, like, give myself away a ton of times, too. I was like, yeah, there were no survivors. My uncle was part one away. <laughs> and I'm like, what the hell, y'all? I'm, like, giving them all these outs, and, like, nobody's calling me on him. And there was there was no survivors, but my uncle's part one of the ladies. Yes, <laughs> yes, exactly. And so, anyway, uh, I I go up to the train. You know, I, I do you know go work the game, and you know, a couple of days later, uh, oh, Bob went after me. He was mad. He was so mad. <laughs> <laughs> And so, yeah, when, when he when they finally figured out that it was, you know, just a BS story. But you know, part of it too was I was trying to, you know, like wiggle myself off of it, and they they had it hook, line, and sinker. So I had to go with it. I, there was no turning back. Yeah, you're trying to make it a little small one, and they just kept going. They just kept falling for it. So you had to let it grow. <laughs> I would have guessed it. So anyway, that, that that's the story of Ticonderoga. All right, buddy. I'll let you go <laughs> and you enjoy your uh, bourbon. And Absolutely. as everybody everybody knows, uh, Bob Ford does the intro to the podcast and and he'll say goodbye to everybody as well. Mr. Yeah, Ticonderoga. Yeah, Ticonderoga <laughs> pencil. Yeah. You know, that, that, that's kind of like okay, so Real quick, that's kind of like one of the things that we do is, you know, everybody always does their best Bob Ford. 
in the control room. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, a couple of us are almost as good as Bob, but we'll, we'll, you know, we won't get to that level. Yeah. I've got I a lot more bourbon to drink to, to, to get there. Uh, I asked him if he's ever been on uh, Bases Loaded, and he's like, well, I got a face for the radio. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, he always does that like he's some kind of wrestler or something, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, buddy. I know I said bye twice already, but this is for real. All right, bye, Dynamite. For real. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, enjoy your time until the next home game, and you can get back up on the train. And everyone else, thanks for tuning in. Thanks to Bobby once again, and we'll see you next time on Astros Baseball. Thanks for listening to this episode of Astros Baseball. Be sure to subscribe to be alerted when there's a new episode. Follow Rob on Twitter at Rob Fontenot. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.